Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy New Year, you lovely bunch. I um, I kind of forgot to say that, as you're going to find out on the podcast. So uh, yeah, thought I'd get that in now. But not much else to say other than get your ears around this one. There's loads of top tips in here. We didn't hold back. Loads of value for dry January. And for anyone that's in the live alcohol experiment, we'll see you there. Me and Ellie are both coaching over there. And uh, yeah, if you want some more support this month, get into the Facebook group. We're going to be going in there. We might do a live or, or two. We might do something surprisey. And um, yeah, we're going to be sure to let you know about any updates we've got about upcoming groups and stuff like that. We might have a few things in the pipeline that we'll let you know about soon. Oh, and randomly, I'm sat here recording this with my brother next to me. Say hello, Stewie. Hi everyone. <laughs> he needs some media training. I'm anyway. half asleep, to be honest. <laughs> I love it. Right, without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and Ellie. Have a freaking awesome 2023. Ready start is is happening. We're ready. ready. We're rocking. Steady. Go. Oh, it's me, isn't yep. it? Okay. Yep. <laughs> so hello everybody. Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast. And uh got a special one today. I mean, they're all special, aren't they? We always say that. Um, but we've got our five top tips for dry January. Because it's January. Uh, Mr. Sammy. Oh, God. I can't, can't do the intros. Why? can't do them anymore. Why? You miss stuff out. Happy New Year. Yeah, but we've already, have we not done that? No, oh, well, in my today. mind, we'd had an episode. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Look, I'm sorry. People will hopefully forgive us. Happy New Year, everyone. Today, we've got a very special episode for you. <laughs> We're going to do five top tips for dry January. And we are also going to have uh, a very cool episode coming up soon about how to you know, make 2023 awesome. But uh, yeah, today we know that a lot of you will be potentially doing dry January for the first time, which is very exciting. Some of you might be choosing to do it again, which is very exciting. Some of you might, you might be like, well, Sam, this is my 10th dry January. I don't even think about it as dry January anymore, but we wanted to put something together that would be helpful for everybody. So wherever you are, um, wherever you are in your journey, whether you're alcohol-free, not alcohol-free, years alcohol-free, this is going to be helpful for you. Mm. Nice. Useful. Are you, glad, um, are you happy with my intro? Does that pass? Yes, I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you a three and a half out of five. Out of what? Four? No, out of five. <laughs> People that you don't rank things by five, do you? Are you one of them? Obviously, the scale is 10. Well, today it's five. By the way, before I go any further, can you hear my washing machine? Or no. My mic shielding because it's really getting on my tit ends. You've got anyway, an omnidirectional microphone, which with any. I know you keep telling me that, but I do, that it just puts me off because I can hear it. Anyway. Anyway. If you can hear Ellie's washing, sorry. Mm hmm. She's doing the best you can. To do. I am. You're doing the best you can. <gasps> what a segue. What a segue. So how did you set this up? Did you say five things? Yeah, five five sort of top tips for a, five, for a dry Oh, that jam. was it, top, ti top tips, top tips. Yeah. Yes, 
you're doing the best that you can. This is my top tip of all time. For this, this works in any circumstance, at any time, for any person, and it's universally true that, mm. you, like, consider anything, even the worst thing that you've ever done in your life, you were doing the best that you could at the time, with the information, the experience, everything that your whole makeup, like. Mm you were doing the absolute best that you could. And the the reason why this is my favorite top tip is because it opens up compassion and particularly compassion for self, which we don't tend to be very good at. We're very good at beating ourselves up. We're very good at judging ourselves. We're not very good at forgiveness, understanding. And compassion is something that we could all do with cultivating a lot more of so this is something for you to consider saying in any situation not just for yourself but for other people too like we we do what makes sense to us at any particular point in time there was a thing um, i was listening to about parenting i think it was an elena brower um course i think it's part of a course that i've been doing with her and um, she was talking about like when you th- when you have inevitably done the thing or said the thing and been less than you, you might like to have shown up as the the practice was to um, you know hand on heart, love yourself, forgive yourself, and the entry point was by saying how human of me how human of me to have you know acted this way shouted lost my temper whatever and it's a really great thing to remind ourselves of on the regular that we are we're these spiritual beings in human bodies and we are going to react and particularly when when i um when I got into got into this life, this life, this weird life of not drinking, <laughs> I I'd come from a place of being highly reactive, you know, and 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 a lot of that I think was exacerbated by drinking. You know, you're in that like you've got that biochemical push and pull of alcohol, and we do we 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 can react quite quickly and easily and then we have these patterns that are built up over time and we get stuck in them and so just to be able to slow down and recognize what's going on but the the opening for me was removing alcohol just gave me some breathing space to actually recognize what's going on I mean that's the first part of all of this is is the awareness recognizing what's happening noticing it being able to detach from it as opposed to becoming all caught up in it so that you don't differentiate between um, your experience and how it's been created. So um, I've got on a, a one giant waffle. You had a waffle visited, there. Visited quite a few waffle shops. You had uh, all sorts of waffles. Yeah, no, some very, uh, some very um, good waffling. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, right? Because it's kind of paradoxical. <laughs> because <laughs> good waffling. It's um. It's kind of paradoxical because actually like your example of stopping drinking. So that will only appear on the menu as an option. Once our level of understanding gets to a point where we're like, Oh, I mean, for me, for years, it it made absolute sense for me to 
drown myself in all sorts of different types of <laughs> drugs and alcohol and then until it didn't and and I forgive myself for all that it's I think we have a limited um when we say we're doing the best we can I think sometimes we just correlate that with our conscious understanding so we're like yeah well the thing is Sam um the voice in my head is telling me I should be doing this or should be doing that and I'm just not listening to it well we're talking about everything though like if you think about all the unconscious subconscious learning we might have the programming we might have from society you know someone who's doing something horrific out there right now who's causing you know a lot of pain and and crime um or, or committing a crime for example they it's not that they're innocent in the eyes of the law or that they're not doing something bad that's not what we're mm -hmm. saying what we're saying is that everyone's doing what makes sense to them based on absolutely everything based on what their body what makes sense to their body to their subconscious mind all those kinds of things right which is why some people walk into a very safe environment and and have a panic attack because that it may may potentially it reminds them of something that happened when they were young and that they may not even know that right consciously they might not even know that but they're doing what makes sense to them based on mm. everything in that moment so it, it we're just, and that's true for everybody that's true for everybody all the time um so it doesn't mean we can't protect ourselves set boundaries give high quality nose to people if they're causing harm to us and the people that we love but we can realize that at, that that is a is a kind of like a spiritual fact that's true for everybody, and it and importantly for us, as Ellie said, it frees us up to forgive ourselves to to have a look at what it was to learn from it. Because the thing is, if we are all doing what makes sense to us based on the level of understanding we have, if we want to change what makes sense to us, what do you do? You increase your level of understanding, mm -hmm. and if you want to do that, you need insights. It's not really an information game, as it looks to me. So that's about just having your, you know having your eyes open in a metaphorical way, looking for those moments where you're like, oh, wow, but it, that's how it works. Oh, that's how life works. And then uh, mm -hmm. over time, the menu totally different is totally different. So you're in a different restaurant. And um, what was on offer for me when I was in my teens is entirely different to what is on offer for me now. And I imagine that what's on offer for me 10 years from now will will probably, there'll be whole whole worlds of things, whole worlds of possibilities, ways of behaving, acting, responding that don't even they're not, I, I can't even see them right now. It's infinite. It doesn't, I don't think that ever stops. Mm. It just keeps going. Yeah. And and that's why I think for anybody that's listening to this is in all likelihood involved in some kind of inner work. And that's why it's, you know, really to be celebrated what you're doing because it, it does make a difference and it's not, the, there isn't a finish tip like there isn't a place to get to and so if you can be really grateful for your journey and your attending to yourself throughout that journey it's going to give you the motivation and the uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's, it's going to drive you on to keep going because there there are going to be times where it's going to be tough it's a whole point of it. But we have the energy to keep going and the will, that's what I'm looking for, the, the will to keep going because it, it it's never ending. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because at one level, there isn't a journey. Like it depends what it depends what way you're looking at. Well, it's true though, right? Because at one in the level of what you're talking about, personal development, at the level of the ego at the level of who we think we are and our beliefs and all that stuff, there's endless growth. We can always better ourselves and we can always learn to respond and live with more love. 
but at the level of who we really are that stuff's like not a thing you know there's no there's no badger out there who's currently no, uh, doing no, self-development the, courses so no, yeah. it's no like, but it's that dance is, right it, yeah but the thing is it's the remembering of what's true and the key we were just talking about this before we um came on to record you know we get have this feeling of all oh, this this stuff's come up again well it's just the it's just a remembering just a remembering over and over and over again and knowing that it, that's going to continue yeah so i mean that's it right that's the dance at one level where there's always stuff that we can add we can play with the world of form we can get nicer things we can improve ourselves and at another level we're completely whole we're complete at the spiritual level there's there's nothing to add there's nothing to take away it's already done so that kind of I think that's it. We're we're like like you said before, mate. That spiritual beings in a having a human experience, and that's it. You're both. You get to do both of those things, which is uh, mm. is really is really beautiful and very very profound. And and it's in those moments I think where we innocently lose touch with our spiritual nature. We never we never truly lose touch with it because it's who we really are. But when we where we forget or innocently create the story that we are not that, you know, that's when we kind of. Uh, we feel a bit lost. We feel a bit lost at sea. And then it's just they're just an act of remembering, like you say. Mm. But uh yeah. Or just seeing. Perhaps yeah, I just see it seeing it again. So yeah, I think that I think the reason why it's I we wanted to front well, the reason why when we were talking about this, it seemed important to both of us, I think, is that it this kind of opens the way to be led by just compassion and forgiveness for yourself. It doesn't mean that you can't look look at the things that you've done. If there's something that you'd like to do differently and learn from it, of course you can do that. But then you don't have to keep beating yourself around the head with it for the rest of 2023. You can mm. uh, can look at it, learn from it, and then and then move on. And and that applies to other people too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it can make a huge difference in your relationships when you consider that that's true for everybody. Yeah. Mm. okay tick right massive spiritual truth done 15 minutes back of the net moving on are we referring to an old episode oh yeah so if anyone yeah yeah why not so there's an episode we had a a look back through because we we know there's a lot of people who are listening that are new and um we, we were just having a little flick back through some of the things we did earlier on. So episode seven, we talk about this. Can't promise that everything we've said on it will agree with what we've said now because we were doing what made sense for us back then. So there may be things that, you know, are we may have phrased things in a different way, but who knows? We'll have to listen to it as well, Ellie. We'll have to go back and tune in and see at some point. Mm, mm. That was right back at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been like, why, well, yeah. You're not that far off of two years ago, 18 months ago, something like that. Good grief. Yeah. Wowie. Okay. I think we can kind of combine. I don't know. What do you reckon? Should we kind of combine two and three? It's data points and and kind of cravings for anyone who's on the alcohol-free journey. And also for anybody who feels like their, their journey may be with something different. So it wouldn't necessarily have to be with alcohol. It could be food or it could be, it could be anything, any kind of oh, yeah. behavior. Mm. Go on then, off you go. Well, How I mean, do you want to combine them? Well, definitely. I mean, we'll just, I just, just combine them in the sense that, you know, they're, they're kind of completely interwoven, right? Because it's very often it's off the back of a craving that people may have a data point, for example, um, or not, 
and then you get a load of data from the craving. So I guess the first mm. thing we want to do is, well, let's, should, we, should, we, should we talk about the craving bit and then do data points? Mm, okay. Perhaps we shouldn't have combined them. Perhaps I'm being silly. Well, let's have let's a go. Let's cut this bit out. <laughs> no. um, I've got a really cool, uh, like, well, I think it's cool, uh, a quick offering that I'd like to make in terms of craving for people that I think is short and simple because we get, we talk about, you'll hear this thing about craving toolkits and we've, we've got an episode. So the episode is episode 13. There was one on triggers, which I think is the one before. Then we've got one on cravings um, where we go in depth about different things, but I've started recently sharing this thing that just came to me. I was like, I was, I was sitting on the sofa and I was having to think about a, a nice way of just having two or three things easily remembered for, for when you're having a moment of craving and and it's to do with the hokey cokey, ready? Oh, because that is the hokey cokey is what it's all, it's all about, as we all know. I think in America they call it the hokey pokey. That's something else over here. I think. That's nice. <laughs> Goodness me, this is not the hokey pokey. If you're having a craving, go and get some hanky panky. No, I'm joking. So just here's what it is, right? Hokey cokey, in out, shake it all about. So you need one for each category. You need something for the in, something for the out, and something for the shake it all about. And I didn't realize how outrageously rude this was going to sound until I was telling it, but here we are. An example of an in is something where you you move towards the feelings or the craving, right? You invite them in. So urge surfing or something where you're sat with it, something where you're literally being with the sensations in the body. Um, we talk about these things a lot on our stay stops program because it's i think it can be a really powerful thing but if you youtube urge surfing and things like that you'll find something like that but effectively you're you're not running away from the running away from it you're you're leaning into it um out is anything where you're actually scratching the record so for example you get out of the space where you normally may have that feeling so it might be the kitchen for example and go for a run or do whatever it is to get get yourself out of the scenario uh, and shake it all about is when you is when you get in your head and you like mess around with the idea so, for example, play it forward um, is where you kind of like go through a mental movie uh, of what will happen if you have that first drink. Will it lead to the next one and the next one? What will it be like in the morning? And you kind of go through it and you just kind of like sh shake up the idea in your head and like remind yourself of what's really important. So in, out, shake it all about. Um, and if anyone wants more in-depth explanations, I think most of those are on the on the craving episode that we recorded, right? <laughs> Or you can just go listen to the hokey cokey. Hokey cokey. Uh, I can't believe you've managed to combine the hokey cokey <laughs> or the hokey pokey with cravings, but there we go. I mean, it's an enigma. I what me or the song? Not me. The song. What you've just created. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you heard it here first, people. When you hear people talking about, just remember the hokey cokey. In out, shake it all about. This is where well, if from, if if nothing brain. else, you're you're going to crack yourself up whilst you're having a craving and completely forget what's happening. So uh, nice, I like it, Sam. Cheers, mate. <laughs> so, good to, good to know that you're invested in my uh, in my newest tool. Uh, what what <laughs> have you got to say on? I mean, there's nothing to be scared of with cravings, are there? At the end of the day, I think one of the biggest things that we spoke about previously is we often want to run away from them. We're often mm. like, oh my God, they're going to be the worst thing in the world. But they're just yeah. feelings, right? Yeah. I think the, the thing that comes to mind is that we can have this notion that we're not, 
we're not able to include it. Like, oh, this is too big for me. And this is why surfing the urge is such a nice tactic because whilst it's asking of you to sit with the discomfort, what what happens is that you, when you're committed to doing it, you're then forced to see how long the craving actually lasts for. Mm-hmm. And typically it's nowhere near as long as you think it would be. And even in, and let's say at worst, it's 20 minutes. Well, once you have endured the 20 minutes, you've learned a lot. And typically you can feel really freaking good about yourself afterwards because you've achieved something. So I'm not suggesting that it's necessarily easy and it's not just related to alcohol, but other things. But if we can, a bit like I was saying earlier, if we can create space, the crea- the creation of space invites possibility for something else. And so that's what I really like about cravings. It's just sim- similar as, uh, similar, same thing as data points. In, in our sort of um, circles and communities, these two things are kind of demonized and seen as like really bad things. And to me, they're the best things that could happen because without them, there's no opportunity for anything to change. So I, I think it's really important that we get out of this habit of categorizing things as good or bad. And moreover, get into the habit of allowing things because that's not where we've typically come from. We've not come from a place of allowing. It's like, don't like this. This needs to go. Oh, I like this. I want more of this. And that's where suffering comes from. Yeah, I mean, that's it. They're not good or bad. Um, I don't think there's any emotion or feeling that's good or bad. I mean, we spoke about this at length a few weeks back. But um, that's a thing that we've constructed. Mm. Um, and, And the kind of funny irony about it is that with that, and it is innocent, with that program installed, we often, things hang around for longer because we're not willing to feel them. So they don't have their full expression and they kick around in the system for longer than they need to. Cravings is a is an example of that. Because like you're often saying is that when you lean in and experience that craving, it's not long before you're kind of it transmutes into this, oh wow, I can do this. Oh, it's just feelings. Oh, look what's on the other side of this. And and unbeknown to many of us, what's actually moving through us in that craving, there may well be unresolved emotions and things moving through it as well because it's it's not as simple as like oh this feeling equals like we make up a story we make up a narrative around what it means but actually there's this huge power just in being with there's such deep wisdom in the body that when we feel safe and when we allow these things to process um i think we sometimes feel like we need like an intellectual understanding of what it is that shifted i i just think that there's a much deeper intellect in 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 just the system just in allowing that thing to move through us sometimes we won't even know um so yeah i love it i love it so if anyone wants a deeper dive into that there's a whole couple of episodes on triggers and cravings and the difference between the two um Mm. and and it kind of and we we do talk a little bit about data points in there but we we've also got a whole episode on that but for anyone that's tuning into this a data point is something that I think it's I'm pretty sure Annie coined it, right? It's like a it's a this naked mind term. Well, that that's the only place I've ever heard it. I think so. so. I think people so. in 
that have been around any of the this naked mind communities or programs will be familiar with it but we often hear people say well what is a data point what, mm. what does that mean i mean the reason it's so great is because it's a neutral way of referring to a time when we drink and we didn't plan to for example or we extended it a little bit on our episode to include sort of times where we may not drink but we get a bunch of data around why mm. a social event was fun or not fun with without alcohol for example so that we can learn from it and and bring things in that are helpful for us. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, a data point is rather than calling it a, you know, like a relapse or like, because these words are quite loaded. Mm. Data point is neutral. And and the, the invitation is, well, just, just mine it, mine it for some data. Like we said at the beginning, learn what it was that there was to see to the best of your ability. Um, and then let it go because they're not failures. They're just, they're just steps on the path. And, you know, both for me and Ellie, we, we sort of, we're very grateful for data points that we had because they literally were part of the reasons why we're free. I don't think either of us would actually be here recording this episode right now if we hadn't have had data points along the way. Mm. I, um, so I'm currently being blinded by the sun. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, they're key. I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. They don't, it doesn't make sense to, to think in this way if your way of stopping drinking is to build up fear of alcohol and to build like a metaphorical wall between you and the thing so that you're never close to it and you avoid certain situations etc um but we're not about that because we don't want to make our world smaller right we want to help people make their world bigger so there really isn't anything to be afraid of there may be some moments that are uncomfortable but but mm. for me, like I knew, like I wanted to do music festivals. I wanted to go to the pub with my mates and have alcohol-free beer and do a pub quiz every now and again. There, I just wasn't, I wasn't going to be happy until I could do those things. Um, and so, yeah, I probably had a few more data points than some people, but it led to liberation instead of me being fixated on the not having. Mm. I just became liberated by the joy of like being free. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the important thing is your intention because I have heard of people that will um, like th this comes up every now and again that or oh, well um, they're kind of like using the data point as a um, I hate this word excuse <laughs> excuse to drink uh, <clears throat> that does happen that does happen people do kind of use it as the oh well I'm gonna let myself off I'm gonna I'm gonna have a data point. Well that that's and, and and all of that's okay but with what intention and and, and again like you, you you can't go wrong whatever your intention is it's your intention but to be I think what I'm saying is there's a difference between a conscious data point and the kind of um the flavor that you're making the choice with as opposed to it being a uh, like a, a default like get out of jail free card there's only one person who's ever going to know what's mm. sat behind it right from an ed yeah. energetic point yeah. of view it's one of those things where only in the same way that there's only one person who's ever going to know when our relationship with alcohol has taken on a different tone because it's not it's not the amount you're in my experience it's and the experience of thousands of others that we've worked with now it's not the amount 
it's the kind of feeling it has behind it. Like when when it shifted for me, it got kind. Of, I sometimes describe it as a little bit kind of um, I don't know. Just the energy of it, it just just shifted a bit. It got a bit more, got a bit darker for me. Like I, it took on a different role in my life. It had other jobs that it didn't have before. Mm. Um, and the same is true for the data point. The job of the data point is to help you learn from something that happened innocently, not as a like you said, for lack of a better word, an excuse to drink, to to let yourself off the hook. Having said that, again, it's kind of weird because if we go back to where we started this whole discussion, the only reason that any of us would make a decision to have a data point where it's uh, an excuse, for example, is mm. because that's what's making sense to us now. Yeah. Having that yeah. data point might be the thing and likely it is for a lot of people that actually wakes us up to the, I don't want to do that anymore. Exactly, precisely. And 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 that's why I, I, I think there's very little to be gained from like chewing over stuff. I do think there's a lot to be gained from being conscious and mindful and attentive and um, reflecting and um, and sharing in community and celebrating and honouring what's happened and the choices that you've made. But the, the going around in circles, beating yourself up about having chosen to have a drink like you know it's it's it, it's so um it's so unhelpful tends to be something that's going to keep you stuck but again like if that may be very well what you need at the time you might need to stay stuck for a bit it's kind of interesting to see i was thinking the other day about Oh, that was it. I was asked a question about like, what do you regret the most? And it's hard not to say, oh, well, you know, I wish I'd um, discovered this naked mind earlier and I wish I'd had more time alcohol free and I wish I had experiences that were less with alcohol. I wish I had those alcohol free. Um, But it couldn't have been any other way. It could not have been any other way. It had to be the way that it was, because even if let's say I discovered this naked mind two years earlier, well, would I would I have read the PDF about moderation, or would I have poo pooed it, or would I have um, like I, I don't know I I can't, I can't possibly know what would have happened. All I can know is that I was in a very very different place, and therefore it wouldn't have it, it, like it, it it had to be the way that it was. Hmm. So yeah, I mean it's it's just. Another reason for 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 loving yourself through it all, mm. and just um, just cracking on, mm. just cracking on. But before we head off the point of data points, like they are fucking wildly valuable, wildly valuable. So the sooner that you can drop any judgment around, you know, we hear things like you mentioned, like the the words like relapse and going back to day one, I had a chat with somebody in one of the This Naked Mind communities this week and they'd had an enormous span of time, alcohol-free, and then had a little stint of drinking. And I was focusing on what they'd, not just what they'd achieved in terms of the number of days that they'd had alcohol-free in this, the expanse of time, 
but it was evident in what they were saying, just how much they'd learned, how far they'd grown as an individual. And it was really interesting because the, when the response came back, they were like, oh, yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. And 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 it was because they'd been in other kinds of recovery circles for so long that they had this um, belief that wasn't even theirs, that when you have a data point, you go back to day one. But it's just made up. So that was ex- uh, just having the um, uh, the capacity of undermining this person and keeping her stuck. And it's like totally unnecessary, totally unnecessary. I think the thing is that forgiveness of ourselves in the moment and the past in the moment, which is the same thing, um, and just letting it letting it be or letting it go, whatever way we want to language it, it opens up choices. It opens up the ability to be able to choose again. Mm. Um, whereas if we believe that the most useful thing to do is to beat ourselves around the head with the fact that we've fucked up again, we've done it again, often we either end up stuck in the pattern because that brings up those the feelings that we want to avoid, or it's a long, long time before we allow ourselves the the opportunity to kind of break free a bit again. And I think this happens in all areas of life as well. Like I think if we behave a certain way around somebody that we didn't want to, um, then we're like, oh, well, I've, I've screwed it up again now. I might, you know, and then the whole thing just sort of like, sort of like goes skewer for a bit. But actually, because there's nothing, there's there's nothing that says, so for example, this is something that used to happen to me is I'd love, I have long periods of time away from alcohol. I drink and then I'd end up in in an absolute kind of like spiral again. Well, there's there's nothing that says that you can't that after a data point you can't choose again instantly, instantly. Mm-hmm. And it looks to me that when we do have compassion for ourselves, that those options appear much more quickly. Um, and what an amazing thing to learn. So, for example, a lot of people would say, "Ah, oh, you know, imagine someone who's had say six months alcohol free, and then they have a data point under the paradigm of." you've messed it up back to day one, bada, 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 versus, okay, I did something I didn't want to do. I've learned about a lot from it moving on. How empowering to realize, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Like it, mm. it's it's just a liquid in a, in a bottle and it doesn't do what I think it does. And I innocently just caught up, got caught up on my own story about how it serves me. And I've realized it doesn't, like it's broken the spell. Mm. Um, so there's not, there really isn't anything to be afraid of. And for anyone who's on dry January and I don't know if you, you might, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You'll smash the whole month and you'll be like, wow, that was easier than I thought. And for some of us, we might do a few weeks and and then have a data point or something. It doesn't mean that you can't just like, okay, learn from that, choose again and just, and just crack on. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Invite them in, welcome them, celebrate them, share them. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Um, I reckon we should talk about, I was thinking about our fourth one and I'm wondering if that might be something we could talk about another day. I think we might, I think our fifth one might be the place to go. Would you reckon? You you steer us where you want to go, mate. Well, I was just thinking about, so, because I think for a lot of us, we orient, many of us will be orienting towards the thing that we're like not doing for it might be, I'm not drinking for January or I'm not doing this, or I'm trying to gain control of my relationship with food or whatever it might be. 
um, when actually, I mean, you can go on that journey, absolutely. But orienting, more important, is to just orient towards those things that you'd love to have. And as we now know from all different types of science and like just just naturally from anecdotal experiences that we've all had is that if we're feeling connected to those people around us, then we, you know, we, we just we just enjoy life. We just have a great time. So dry January is a great opportunity to spice things up a little bit. I wrote a blog post that actually has just come back to me now a few years back. I think it's still there if anyone wants to go and read it. It's called, uh, I can't remember what it, what it was. I'll try and find it in a minute when you're having a waffle, a waffle, a waffle, a waffle, a waffle, a waffle, <laughs> having a waffle. That's a mixture of a coffee and a waffle. Um, coffee. No, that's, that's a, that's a, a New York coffee. Is it? Is that how they say it? Is it New York? Anyway. I'm glad Sorry, that you, guys, that, we're so that's... bad at American things. Coffee. That's so good, though, that now people can take the piss out of you for doing it after I did it a while ago. Mate, yours was shite. Even mine was better No, it wasn't. Mine was good. I can't yeah, remember right. what I said Fair now. Enough. Well, exactly, because you've had to edit it from your mind because it was so bad. Um, I think I was talking about doing a coffee crawl, like a cafe. Like So I, I each January I'd do something where each week I'd go and find like a like a new coffee house or whatever in town that I hadn't found before, and I'd go with me and Rob would go. And we'd go go hang out there on a Sunday. It was really fun. We met some, we met, found some really cool places, some really new things. We just, we had a couple of uh, get-togethers, um, you know, because it's, you know, the nights are still short. It's uh, dark nights, and um, we just invited connection in. We because it's a time of year where a lot of people are feeling a little bit like, oh, Christmas is over, and we'll, we'll just orient towards connection. Like you can, you can be the the person who sort of goes that way, does those things you might not have done before. Um, and it's a great opportunity. It's a really, really wonderful opportunity. <laughs> Ellie is currently who's 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 this with you right now? Ellie? Talking of connecting, little Lola's coming to see me, haven't you, buddy? Little Lola's Lola hanging out um, with her. she clearly does she smell bad? It's, well, it's a breath, mate, because she she, she <laughs> she's <shit>. a dog. <laughs> um, so yeah, your breath's a bit whiffy, mate. So don't lick my face because I know what you ate yesterday, but. What did she eat yesterday? Oh, you, God. Mate. Did she eat like a dead seagull or something? They love that shit, don't they? Just eat, they just eat poo. We went to um, went to the beach with my mate and his dog the other day, and he was <laughs> retelling the story of um, their dog, like, rolling, like, loving rolling around in a dead seal, and then he had oh. to, like, take it home and... <laughs> Like the dead seal. Yeah, left the dog there. Just took the dead, and he and then he joined in. It's less trouble. Yeah, no, they were just like (laughs) retelling like how much the dog stank and had to. Anyway, dogs say, dogs say they're very good for connection, though, aren't they? Like, look at this. Like, what more could you want but a a cuddle with a lovely beagle? I'm down. I'm. I am. I love. I love dogs. They're great. One day. One day, hang on. I'm trying to find my um, the blog post that I wrote because I think there might be some. There might be something really cool in here that we can have a chat a, about. A quaffy about. A quaffy. What do you reckon, Lola? What do you think about connection? Lola thinks she wants to go for a walk, don't you, Betty? Here we go. Four mini missions for dry January. Should we see what it is? Hmm. Go on a cafe crawl. There you go. So basically, uh. So there's some rules here that we had. You can only go to cafes you've never been before. You have to eat cake at least once. What a rule. <laughs> you can only eat cake once. 
<laughs> this is the result of going on too many cafe crawls. Uh, take a book and have a lovely task to complete. There we go. Uh, have a games night in or out. Do an out of the box activity that's fun in its own right. And there's a whole list of, there's a whole long list here. Look, bouldering. It must have been on my mind, mate. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Pottery. Glass um, glass blowing. I'm thinking what outside about, the box here. Was um, lap dancing on there? I mean, it's always on. It goes without saying, to be honest with you. There's some quite exciting ones in here. Foraging or fruit picking. Plan a murder mystery. There you go. <laughs> Aquafit. Aquafit. <laughs> Just see Lola's side eye when you said Aquafit. An, uh, an isolation tank. Love that. Oh, yeah. Love that. Um, That's not very good for connection, though. Well, connection with yourself. Get a tattoo. Go connect with a tattoo artist. Don't, don't cool, please don't say that because we'll get a bunch of people. We'll go and get a tattoo done and then regret it and then sue us. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's possible. So warning, like I'm not advising anybody to get a tattoo. But okay. Surely that comes under the remit of personal you know, responsibility. Yeah, surely. I feel like this is descended into madness. And the last one was um, connect, get some support, connect. Look at that. And there's a picture of two stones holding hands. <laughs> two stones. <laughs> I must have, uh, yeah. <laughs> like you've got, there's got smiley faces. They're cute stones. They're not like. <laughs> two yeah. stoners. No, not two stoners holding hands. I've probably I've got plenty of pictures of that from back in the day. I imagine <laughs> I don't know if I'm holding hands, but definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, incriminating photos from back in the day. Um, yes, but I mean, ultimately, for all of the silliness aside, if you make that your north star and start bringing that into your life, alongside going on your dry January journey and or whatever it might be. That's going to be really, really powerful because mm. if because if you focus on what you're avoiding or if you focus on what you don't want, so I don't want to drink anymore, for example, then look, it makes sense that that's what you're going to see. Like your psyche will be consumed with that, and that's that's like a behavior based thing. But I mean, the way that I've started framing this is like that's an invitation to a party. So it's your job just to figure out what the party is, and, and reliably for most people, because we're all human, it's uh connection joy fun love all that stuff right that's that's the party um hokey cokey some kind of dancing collective mm. dancing is often on the on the list for the party isn't it mm. so uh yeah the more of that you can do mm. yeah get a dog do i have to put a disclaimer on that as well dogs aren't just for christmas or oh, christmas definitely has already not. happened so it's like well no no absolutely definitely not oh, dogs are awesome that's awesome. But um, this, I, th I think the, the whole thing about connections, particularly important when we start to embark on anything new, like the whole thing with removing alcohol, like when I went into the alcohol experiment and I, and I totally dismissed the idea of sharing vulnerably with other folk. Like, oh, no, I can do the alcohol experiment, but I don't need to engage in the community. I'll just, you know, I'll be like a little, either fly on the wall or, you know, just um, bystander to it all. And 
<clears throat> connection with the community was actually the like the best part of it. Like it was unreal. Just what happens when you are willing to be open and to share with other people. For me, that was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. But with a bunch of people that you're not even in physical, like close proximity to, but you could feel incredibly close by relating to one another on a very deep level and being there um, unconditionally to support one another. Like mm. it's, it's quite something. So my plea to anybody that's doing any kind of dry January stuff is like, don't do it alone. You know, in whatever way it makes sense to you, do it with others, whether it's, you know, as a, as a challenge or whether it's as um, a, a charity thing or a program like the alcohol experiment, or just as you say, like you, I'm doing this with a bunch of friends and instead of, focusing on what we don't want for the month we're going to focus on what we do want and find new ways to spend time together and enhance and deepen your relationships but yeah don't do it alone do a come dine with me that's what i'll come mine with me oh yeah that's freaking awesome yeah so yeah and, and and that's that's it it's it's joyful it's a real opportunity to to discover and learn and it turns what a lot of people you know what what a, a time of year that for many people can be like oh it's like the dark months and christmas is over and all that stuff into oh this is an opportunity to kind of really learn something new mm. um and yeah yeah and 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 start 2023 with a bang and then we're going to talk about that next episode as well i think we're going to talk about the awesome things that you can do to have a badass 2023 Oh, this is very cute. She's very cute. And the other one's coming as well. They're basically telling me they want me to take him out for a walk, Sam. So should we bin Sam off? Lois says yes. Bin him off. Get rid of him. Bin off Sam and we're going to go for a walk. She doesn't look sure about me, to be honest. It's that side eye. It's because of the pokey corky reference from earlier on. Oh, God, look at her face. That's such a good look. Oh, she just burped as well. I definitely don't want to smell that. So, team, with that said, happy new year. Go forth, conquer dry January in the knowledge that you've conquered it, whatever you do, and exactly. um, orient towards connection. Invite it in. Lead with compassion. Know that you're doing the best you can with what you've got. And um, we'll see you soon. Anything else to add, Ellie Crow? Um, I think you summed it up nicely there my friend so I'll give you a four and a half out of six for that one I'm so shocking